And tonight, I am dealing with, I am the Samaritan leper. I am the Samaritan leper. I'm sure you've not heard the title like that. I am the Samaritan leper. Before I go deep into my message, I want to give you five reasons why people do not appreciate things and God. Why people do not remain grateful to God, to people who help them, and to things. Number one, they don't believe in God. They don't believe in God. They don't believe that God exists. They don't believe that God contributed to their achievement. That is why they remain ungrateful or unappreciative. Number two, they think that God has done nothing for them. So the first group of people believe that there is no God. The second group believe that God has done nothing for them. Amen. Number three. The next group, they are used to the mercy of God. When we come to a point where we become used to it, we become familiar with the mercy of God. We we don't evaluate. We don't quantify the mercy of God. So, the first group is that the people, they don't believe in God. The next group is the people believe that God has not added anything to them. Okay? And then the next group is that are the people who take the mercy of God for granted. The mercy of God for granted. I don't want to expound on it because I want to preach. I want to go straight into my message. The fourth group are people, they are just ungrateful. Hmm. They are just ungrateful. They are just, and by the time I finish today's message, your eyes will be open into certain things. I said your eyes will be open into certain things. The fifth group of people, they hold a grudge against God. They have a quarrel to pick with God. So these things can make you an unappreciative person. And I've come to realize that many people on earth are very ungrateful. And I told you another word for appreciation is what? Gratitude. So ungrateful people are unappreciative people. Amen. Have you realized that? I think I have to start getting some chairs so that when I'm teaching, I can sit down so that we relax. Do you know that if I gave, Francis, I gave you $1,000, okay? And then later, I called Collins and I gave him $10,000. And you hear that I've given Collins $10,000. You will be happy for him than what you received. You'll be like, ah. If I had received $10,000, like, I would be happy. But you've forgotten that before you received the $1,000, you had nothing. Most times, we are grateful to God for what others have than what we have. So you see somebody has two sons. You see somebody with four girls. Say, hey, your daughters are beautiful. (laughs) You see, somebody has a house. He's never, I mean, another person goes to get an estate house. He forgets that he has a house. He needs to thank God for. He starts raising somebody's estate house. Many times, we are very ungrateful to God when we see other people's blessings. And we forget what God has given to us. There is a place in destiny that is meant for those who are grateful. 
And there is a place in destiny that is meant for those who are ungrateful. And all through the year, many things have come our way. Many things. You've been through the mud. You've been on the mountains. You've been in the palaces. You've been in the bush. But I'm telling you today, there is a gratitude God deserves from you. There is a gratitude that somebody deserves from you. There is something you need to be grateful for. And you see, I'm going to zoom into the message very soon. Most times, what we must thank God for, they seem very, very, very minor. The love of God. The mercy of God. The grace of God. The protection of God. The guidance of God. The covering. They are not tangible, but they are very important. So people, uh, Pastor, I mean, God has not done anything for me. What I was asking for from God, he has not done it. And can I shock you? Many of the prayers we pray and God answers, we never thank him for it. We never, be honest to yourself. You believe that, we, 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 we believe that it is our prayer that brought the miracle. So if we have put effort in praying and God has answered, what else? Are you here? We never return to thank God. We never return to thank the people who helped us. Now, let me give you another point to buttress my point. When you go to the hospital and you pay for consultation, you pay for love, you pay for medicine, you take your medications, you get healed, do you go back to the doctor to thank him? No. This is what I'm talking about. We pray to God. He gives us what we want. We never come back to thank him. Let's go to today's message. I am the Samaritan leper. Whilst I prepared this message, I saw a lot of things in that message. So I didn't even write anything. I said, God, I want to preach for my spirit. It was too much. There are many of us, the reason why we are not in our next level is that we are very ungrateful. Luke chapter 17, verse 11. Luke chapter 17, verse 11. Close your eyes, lift up your right hand. Father, I pray you open our spirit and our hearts into this word. Let it be a teaching our people, our ears, our spirit will not forget. In Jesus' name, amen. Give the Lord a mighty clap of And it came to pass... I want to read from my tablet. When I'm preaching from my spirit, I like reading from my tablet. But keep it coming. And it came to pass as he went to Jerusalem that he passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. The Bible said that Jesus was walking with his disciples into Jerusalem, but they passed through the wilderness between Samaria and Galilee. It's a wilderness. And there, he met some people. Now, the first thing I want you to note is that Jesus was not going to meet those people in the wilderness. He was on his way somewhere. So, in the first place, the people have not called him He doesn't owe the people. He's on his way going somewhere. He doesn't, he is not dependent on the people he was going to meet. He doesn't owe them. Follow me. There are certain people in your life that when you meet them, you need to evaluate whether you need them or they need you. Write it down. Everybody you meet in life, they, 
they fall in these two categories. There are people who need you and there are people you need. It will determine your posture and your position in communicating to them or relating with them. So if you meet me, you need to determine, ah, does this man, do I need this man or he needs me? The answer you give will determine the outcome of the quality of the relationship. So if I need him, there are certain things I need to do to get what I need from him. It's another issue. If he needs me, there is a type of spirit and heart I need to have in order to minister to the person or bless the person. So those are the questions you need to ask yourself. Anybody in your life, you need to question yourself whether you need them or they need you. If you can define it, it, you will know the input from your end into that particular relationship. So now Jesus was not going to the people he met in the wilderness. He was going his somewhere. With or without the encounter of the people in the wilderness, he was okay. So I want you to, from today, if you want to be, you want to mature and maintain steady growth in your life, you need to define the position of people in your life. The position of people in your life. I'm a pastor. I, but unfortunately today, the people on Facebook cannot follow because the people didn't bring laptop. I have had the occasion where I've hosted people and some people go, hey, this guy is a bad boy, this guy is a bad boy, this guy is a bad boy. Depending on who is talking. Some are friends, so it's not witty. But I remember there was one man I was going to host. Immediately, I pushed the thing on Facebook. A senior man called me that. That man is not correct. Drop him. Whether I agreed with him or not, I didn't argue one bit. Immediately, I called the person, you are not coming. And even though the design was made, his face was removed. Why? Because I know the position of that person in my life. Who is in your life? And what are they there for? When you know it, you know your reaction. Your quality, your input will be determined on who you are. When the patient goes to the hospital to see the doctor, who needs who? The patient needs the doctor. So when you meet the doctor, he said, take off your dress. You take off your dress. He said, go and buy this medicine. You may not like the color of the medicine, but you need the doctor. You may not. You, you, you. If you like, don't go and buy. He went to the hospital and in the emergency, there's an emergency pharmacy in the emergency. They close at 8. At 1 a.m., doctor is writing medicine for patients. We asked, where are we going to? He said, wherever you get the medicine, go and buy Okay. You have to drive, use Google Map. See 24 hour pharmacy shop. So drive uh, as the map is showing. Then we went to buy drugs. Six medicine. Uh, we, whether we like it or not, we went to buy. When you define people in your life, you will know how to relate better with them. Give the Lord a mighty clap offering. And as he entered into a certain village, there met him ten, lep- ten men that were lepers which stood afar off. We drink deep from the spirit. They stood afar off. Now let me give you a picture of who lepers were. 
Leprosy is one of the most infectious, most damaging, most dangerous diseases you can ever get. Most disgracing. You can have malaria and people will not know. You yourself, you will not know. Nobody will know. You can have diabetes. But leprosy is eats you inside out. You can't hide leprosy. Because number one, it will damage your nerves. It damages your nerves. So, your sensi- so they can put their hand in fire. It doesn't burn them. They don't feel heat. You lose your limbs. Your skin will be whitened with some dots and basa, basa, basa skin. So in the days of Israel, give me Leviticus chapter 13 verse 45. Let's read what is there. And the leper in whom the plague is, his cloth shall be rent. And his head bowed. So they had a description for them. So that when you see the leper, you will know that they are not part of the congregation. You don't walk with a leper. Lepers don't be in part. They, they, they don't go where people are. They are considered unclean. In any case where they have to show up in town, they walk in a group. So you see the, the four lepers. They are in group. They don't walk alone. So, so when you read the Bible, you see four lepers, ten lepers, threes, tens, twenty. They are in groups. So Jesus met a group of them because immediately you are diagnosed of leprosy. In fact, in those days, it's not the medical doctor that declares you as a leper, but it's the priest. So I'll show you in the subsequent verses that Jesus told them to go and show themselves to the priest. Because the same person that declared them unclean must be given the authority to declare them clean. So those days when you are declared unclean, that means you are a leper. You are sent away from the people. So when Jesus was in the wilderness, then he met them. They were not in town. Follow me. A leper, before a leper would talk to a normal person, they stand, it is estimated 70 miles. Before you can talk, you must be far. Because if you know what leprosy is, very, very infectious. Very, very. Microbacterial leper. Very bad. It spreads fast. So they keep them far away. So they even have, they they look very dirty. Because you are not to visit your family. Your family should not visit you. That is how bad it is. Follow me. And he said, oh, I'm still reading. And he shall put a covering upon his upper limb. And shall cry, unclean, unclean, unclean. So, so that they can be identified. You should never go and shake a leper. <laughs> no, 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 it's cursed. Immediately you touch a leper, you are also cursed. Because automatically you will be infected and you are called unclean. So when they are coming, they'll be shouting, unclean, unclean, unclean. So everybody will be giving them away. <laughs> so you see them, they are tense. They are fine. So, unclean, 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 unclean. Then they are going. I'm giving you how bad. I'm showing you a picture of what it means to be a leper. Rejected, dejected, shamed, disgraced. Nobody wants to have anything to do with them. So let's go back to our, with this background. So I'll show you why. The Bible said, they stood afar off. Because you are not supposed to talk to somebody at a close distance. So, there met him ten, le- ten men that were lepers. We stood afar off. Now, with this background, move to 13. And they lifted up their voices, I told you. Because they are not close, they have to shout. 
Now I begin preaching from here. They have to shout. You can't talk because the distance is far. 70 miles. I mean, I'm not good with that calculations. I've never been good with that. One kilometer, right? So 70 miles is like from here to where? Very far. 70 miles. So you have to shout. And they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. They knew who Jesus could be in their lives. So they called him Master. But do you know something? Not everybody that calls you Master, Apostle, Pastor, Boss, Daddy, Mommy, are grateful. They were ten. They all shouted, Master, Master, have mercy upon us. Later on, you discovered that only one of them came back to thank God. All the nine, they were giving fans food. Pa, 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 pa. Bishop. Alagbada ina. Fake. Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. That was an intensive prayer. Not every prayerful man is a grateful man. I want you to check your heart so that next year you will walk with a grateful heart. An appreciative heart. A heart that is thankful. A heart that will remember. When the people, when Moses was going to die, he started telling them in Deuteronomy, go and check how many times he told them, remember, 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 remember. Remember the Lord, remember the Lord, remember the Lord, remember the Lord. Who brought you out of bondage in Egypt? Remember the Lord. Deuteronomy 8.18. Remember the Lord, remember the Lord, remember the Lord, remember. Plenty! Many of us don't, we don't remember. And anytime we forget things, then we misbehave ourselves. But they said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. They didn't see another leper. They, they know the difference between a normal Jewish person and a normal rabbi and a normal leper. But when they saw Jesus, they knew that he was a master. They gave him the honor. When the honor is melted on the person with the oil, the oil will function for you. So they said, Master. They didn't say, Hey, Jack, Jack. No, no, Master. Jesus. Jesus, Master. Have mercy upon us. If, if, if you can just listen to the first statement I said, I'll finish preaching. Define who people are in your life. It will change the way you behave. It will change it. Move on. Just imagine, the first day, the, the first time we're going to host Joe Metal, designs were out, Everything was done. Everything ready. It's a lot of money to bring out banners and print handbills. How difficult it is to get this man. Then it was, I think, two weeks to time or one week to time. Then my father calls me. Eh, Prince. That is a bishop, eh? Okay. Matisse Joe Metal Bauho. Now date Nenyo a clash with Tahila or Hima Messi program to cancel it and reschedule it. Yes, daddy. Tomorrow the banners will be off. Hi, church. Say good. Okay, okay. Bless you. Bye-bye. No 
argument. If even his president coming, it's over. It's over. Because I know who he is in my life. When you define people in your life, you'll be okay. Hey, Obi I'm going you. No, 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 no. It's two weeks or one week. It's over. At the end of the day, didn't he? And when he came, he said it that this program has been cancelled, cancelled, but thanks be to God, it has come on. If you define people, so when they saw Jesus, they added the definition Master, have mercy on us. Do something for us. Have mercy and do something for us. And when he saw them, he said unto them, Wow. Because Jesus also knew what he could be to them. See his reaction. He didn't, he, he communicated with them as though they were normal people. He didn't say, Hey, stay there. Stay there. I mean, I'm just passing. Stay there. Some of you, you are in this church, you are not doing anything. You are not serving. Oh, this, this should have been said on Sunday because most of you, let's say 50% of you are serving. But there are some people in church, they are not doing anything. Yet they betray more. <laughs> people are shouting, Have mercy on us and minister to us. Yet they betray more. They call a baby. Jesus was going to Jerusalem. But he had to minister. What can you do for the Lord now? What service can you render to God now? It may not be an appropriate time. It may discomfort you. In fact, every service to God must discomfort you before it can please the Lord. It cannot please and it cannot fit into your time and please God. No. God wants to disorganize you. God will interrupt you if your service must please him. Any service you render to God out of comfortability is unacceptable. And he said unto them, Go, show yourselves unto the priests. The last revelation I had on this was at this point. Jesus, did you hear yourself? Who was he speaking to? Lepers. Are they supposed to go into their congregation? But he tells them, go and show yourself to the priest. How? They will kill us. You are not supposed to show. You don't appear in town. So go and show yourself to the priest. <laughs> Give the Lord a mighty clap of friend. There is no way God can relate to us without faith. When he told them to go and show themselves to the priest, their skin hadn't changed. They were still having the leprosy. But he said, go and show yourself to the man of God. Hmm. Say faith. Oh, say faith. Say faith. Say faith. You can never connect to God without faith. Immediately the instruction came, they obeyed. Now, let me tell you something. Faith works the miracle. Obedience gives you access into the miracle. Faith works the miracle. But obedience gives you access into the miracle. So when Jesus told them, go and show yourself to the priest, Jesus knew the end from the beginning. He knew they were healed, but they needed to obey the instruction that go 
and show yourself to the priest. That is why it's not good to stay away from church. Stay away from the priest. Stay away from the pastor. Just, you see, so they were like, you are sick in the house. Because of that, you won't come to church. Then you hear a voice. Go to church. Oh, this one. <laughs> this one, there is no Holy Ghost. So I think I'm being too spiritual. I'm sick. The fact is that I'm sick. The fact is that they were lepers, but Jesus said, go and show yourself to the priest. And look, they did not get to the priest. They were healed. They did, no, the priest did not lay hands on them. Nothing. Once they obeyed to leave the wilderness to the priest, they realized their skins were changed. If only we can obey God. It's difficult to obey God, but it's pleasurable after obedience. <laughs> it's difficult. Obedience to God, eh? <laughs> if anybody tells you it's easy or well, it's difficult. Absolute obedience. Because, Francis, if Jesus had healed them, and said, go and show it to yourself to the priest and tell them that Jesus has healed. I mean, that one, logically, the, that's the move of the Thomases. I've seen it, I've been healed. My skin was white, now it's like a baby's skin. No, but Jesus turned to them. Jesus, help us, help us! What type of help is that? Whilst we are crying for help, you are sending us. <laughs> go and show yourself to the priest. There is no way God will work a breakthrough for you without his anointed men involved. God wants to save Israel. He needed Moses. God wants to battle the Midianites. He needed Gideon. God wanted the deliverer for Israel in the midst of the Philistines. He needed Samson. God wanted to deal with Goliath. He needed David. Every Blessing of God is tied around an anointed man. Anointing is not in the air, it's on the man. I thought you clap. There is no anointing. There is no anointing in the air. Every anointing is in the vessel. And until you can connect to the vessel, I was like, Jesus, heal them without the priest and let them go and show forth. But you see, Jesus, you can't walk with God and have a primitive mind. God has many ways of working because his ways are far, are, 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 are far apart from our ways. As the heavens are above the earth, his ways are mysterious. At one point, he healed the, the man at the pool. And he said he should go into the temple and show himself. He was healed. But this time. So don't be expecting your miracle the same way somebody receives his miracle. Yours may be different. Yours may be through intercession. Yours may be doing praise and worship. Yours may be through service. Yours may be through sacrifice. Yours may be through holiness. Yours may be through soul winning. Don't, don't predict God. You can't. You'll miss him. Because, because some people went to fast for 40 days and got their miracle. You too, you have gone 40 days. After that, it will not work. <laughs> it will not work. Samson's bath were plenty, but there was one that he shouldn't do. And when he did, he died. Peter's cross was to take care of the flock, not to go and fast. He was to take care of the flock. So if Peter had never fasted and he took care of the flock, it was okay. Moses' cross was to meet God on Mount Sinai. 40 days, 40 nights in fire. Smoke of fire. What is your cross for the kingdom? If you can obey, you will key into a miracle. You see, Jesus said, go and show yourself 
to the priest. It's very difficult to obey God. One of the things people struggle to do is to come for a weekday meeting. In fact, if you are not careful, you will never come. But you see, whilst you keep coming, God keeps polishing you. God keeps molding you. God keeps informing you. And information will transform you. Information will make you. When you are informed, you are transformed. So this revelation, a lot of people sitting at home may not know this. So the next time you come and your pastor is saying you are blessed, with this understanding, you know that God cannot do anything without his anointed man. Yes. He said he, can, he, he, he cannot do anything until he shows it to his servant, the prophet. So how you handle the gift of God to you will determine the kind of blessing you, it will flow. I was listening to T.D. Jakes and was saying that you, we must honor God by honoring the gift he gives to us. And I've realized that it's a very simple principle. It works. It works. Don't make your life so hard. Make it soft. Learn to appreciate. They appreciated Jesus. So they appreciated his words. They obeyed his word. They honored it with obedience. I pray for you that your heart will be an obedient heart to the words of your pastor. Your amen is in the house. Go and show, and then go, and go show yourselves unto the priest. And it came to pass that as they went, they were cleansed. Move to the next verse. So at this point, you understand it. Whilst they were going, their skin became like that of babies. And one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back and with a loud voice glorified God. So initially, (laughs) his, I don't know which word to use, whether his predicament or his situation. You know, situation can tune you to a certain kind of life. Yes or no? Yes or no? A situation can change your taste. <laughs> hey! <laughs> Poverty is not good, though. Affliction is not good. They were used to a certain lifestyle. When the when their situation when when the situation even changed, unconsciously, he was still working in that lifestyle. Oh, move to the back. I've not gotten there. Now look at it very carefully. You will see that the same way. They called on Jesus for mercy. That's the same way. The first reaction after healing. He said, and one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back. So it tells you that they were not with the priest. They had not gotten there. He turned back. They were turned. When one saw that, they were all cleansed in the previous verse. But when one saw that he was healed, when he acknowledged Hello? Have you paused in the year to acknowledge the things that God has done for you? Have you? Or our eyes are on the things that are yet to come. It may look normal. That is is the problem. Will we still thank God when others are not thanking God for the little things. You let somebody come and say, I have a testimony. Testimony time. God has been good. I want to sing a song. You know, I'm here to testify of the mercies of God upon my life. I want to say, God, I'm grateful. Thank you very much. You see how some people say, ah. (laughs) Yeah, but testimony is here. And then I can't even be able to make it. I don't know one person like me. 
When one saw that he was healed. You see, when you take the spiritual things in church for granted or in your spiritual work, you will miss God many times. Many times. He turned and with a loud voice. So the first reaction, after doing this, he moved to the next level. Moved to the next level. Grateful people enter into reverence to God. Grateful people enter into reverence to people who help them. So when he now realized, mm, Charlie, my skin changed. Now I can get closer. Initially, his mind was, his mindset was already made. So he was shouting. Then he came to himself. He said, ah, to my skin come out to. I can now get closer to human beings. So he said, and fell down on his face at his feet. That is the point that every grateful heart must get to. Intimacy with God. If we appreciate God, we must get closer to God. If we appreciate the things that God has done for us. When the light shone on Paul on the road to Damascus. Please, are you following me? Are you following me? When it shone on him and he fell from the horse. The first thing he said, the Lord, what would you have me do for you? Every appreciative heart. Every grateful heart to God will render service to him. We'll get closer to God in fellowship. We'll get closer to God in intimacy. So after he realized the skin was clean, he fell down on his face at his feet, giving him times, and he was a Samaritan. How far are you from the fellowship with God? How close are you with fellowship with God? How close is our heart? with God. How sensitive are we to God? Are the issues of this world eating us up and choking our hearts? But the Bible said, when he saw that he was healed, how many healings haven't we received from God? How many? How many blessings haven't we received from God? Some of you have married this year. How many people have married this year? Some of you have seen cars this year. Some of you have seen deliverances on the road. Some of you have graduated somewhere, somehow. Somewhere, somehow you slept and you have been waking up for the past 300, over 300 days in the year. How many of us have been great? Today, I was there and they called me that somebody had been rushed to Kolebu because uh, of short breath. Then I asked myself, ah, do I even recognize the timings of my breath? When you are healthy, you, you will not be able to time it. But when you are sick, that is when you can time. When your heart is not correct, that is when you can feel it beating. But when it is healthy, you can't feel it. Unless you put your hand there. But when it is healthy, you are there, but you don't know that your heart is beating. But when it is sick, that's when you say, like, I've never felt that thing before. I have not lied on hospital bed for drip to be put on me before. Then I began to become very grateful to God. It's not that you are so special that certain things haven't come your way. It's just by the grace of God. And we need to be grateful. Even, even when you wake up and you're able to go to the pool and you clear yourself and you feel good thank God. Some people can't too. Some people can't. There was this guy, he used to be a procurement manager for a long time at the hospital. Middle of last year, he got sick. Up to now, he's still in sick bed. Death too has forgotten about him. If he dies, at that point, the way he is now, eh, Everybody is wishing that he would die. He should just die and go. Because the pain bears us. They have to go and do skin grafting. 
Now they say they have to cut one of his leg. Ah! Oh, he has emaciated so bad. And that was a very strong event. You can't procure anything in the clinic without his signature. It was powerful. Now, you go and see him, he, he cannot even remember. You say, man, man! That was the, the rapport. You say, man. You say, man, man, man. He's looking around. The thing has affected his eye. If you are alive, if even you don't have what you want, just be grateful. Just be grateful. It may not be much. You may not have much. But you see, every grateful heart will become a great heart. Every grateful heart. Every grateful heart. Sometimes you will face certain challenges. Thank God that it is you that is facing it. Because every challenge meant that you are walking in a certain level of power. People who don't have power have no challenges. Anytime you face a challenge, it means you are walking a certain level of power, a certain level of glory, a certain level of destiny. If you have no destiny, the devil has no business. You are, you are, you are a, a wasted product. He doesn't waste ammunition on you. What is U.S. going to do when he wants to come and bomb Nangpanduru? <laughs> What is there? Unless Osama has gone to hide there. Unless Osama is there, he won't go there. But you go against him in Iraq, oil. Go against Gaddafi in Libya, oil. So when you are even going through some challenges, you need to thank God. <laughs> thank God for your mountains and your valleys. Thank God for the fire. Thank God for the storms. It means he has found you worthy to give a message to the world through your life. If you survive it, you give a positive impression of the word of God to the world. If you give up, you have disgraced God. And I pray that any storm you are in, you will thank God for your life. I said you will thank God for your life. Give the Lord a mighty clap offering. Let me wrap up. So, and he said, he was a Samaritan. Now, Samaritans, they lived in Samaria. Samaritans were not 100% Jews. They are mismiss. Me, my mother is frafra. My father is a gun. Me, my father is a can. My mother is a gun. My father is anywhere. And my, my father is a fanti. So, Samaritans were not pure Israelites. They were descendants or products of Israelites who married aliens. Are you here? So, they were not Israelites. They were, they were descendants. So, God told them not to marry foreign, from foreign countries. But some of them went to marry. Okay, so it's like Nigerians in Ghana. Most of them are chasing the Ghanaian girls. Get them pregnant and marry them somewhere or cohabit with them. So their children, you don't know that they are Ghanaians or they are Nigerians. They may be called Enieke uh, uh, or uh, Eze, something, something, but they'll be speaking Ghana. <laughs> so you go and be say, Chiku Ide, go and hold me. That is a Samaritan. So these people did not know the laws that God gave to his people. But the other nine were Jews. They were the proper children of God. They knew the law. They knew the word of God. They were the people considered righteous. They were the people considered just. But because of leprosy, leprosy has a way. Do you know that? Oh God, my time is up. Do you know that depending on your condition, when you go, when you are pregnant and you go to the maternity, 
you don't even care which pregnant woman is sitting. Then all you know is that we are all hello. <laughs> hello. Talk to me now. <laughs> a pregnant woman is a pregnant woman. Whether it's Fra Fra, Aibe, Ga, Libyan, Nigerian, or whatever, is what? Pregnant. So leprosy brought them together. All of a sudden, they become friends. <laughs> They've forgotten because you don't talk to a Samaritan as a Jew. You don't. You don't talk to a Samaritan. It's, it's a curse. So when Jesus met the woman at the well, Jesus said, ah, but we and you, Jews and Samaritans, we don't have anything to do. But you see, because of leprosy, sometimes, ay, 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 there are some people you must not associate yourself with. But sometimes, when you identify yourself with an issue, before you realize, you become blood brothers, covenant Francis Amalai. <laughs> Today there are no notes. I'm preaching for my spirit power. You will see that, ah, I mean, these NDC people, they are going to do their, their presidential. Uh, all of a sudden, the others have gang against Mahama. They say, go and pay 420,000. They have the money, pa, but they are making noise. They are making noise, going around, making noise. It's too much, it's too much. As I'm speaking to you now, most of them have bought. About Alabi um, has bought. He has gone for his thing. The main guy, Bagwin, he has got it by four o'clock. He's gone for it. But because, you see, they had the same plan, all of a sudden, even though they are opponents, they are not fine, but... One common issue brought them together and they sent a delegation to JJ to talk to the people that they should reduce it. Be very careful who you work with because sometimes when your disease is healed, you may not meet them again. I thought you would clap. When your leprosy is gone and your face clears you, the Jewish people went. It was left with the Samaritan. He came back to Jesus. Let's see what, is, what happened. We'll end at night. And Jesus answering said, Were there not ten cleansed? But where are the nine? Be very, let's, let us be very careful what we take for granted. Because Jesus knew that he healed 10 people. He knew exactly the number of people he touched. He knows exactly what he has done for you, Collins, that he has not done for me. He knows what he has done for you, that he has not done for me. He knows what he has done for me, that he has not done for you. So when we come to church and they say we should praise God, don't look at how somebody is thanking God, but look at what God has done for you, who God is to you, and his promises concerning your life, and praise him. And praise him. Because you may not know, the person seated by you, he has just gotten an ant size of miracle. But God just gave you an elephant size of miracle. But because the person has become, as I said, akimbo, and just there, and no expression, forget those people. Don't let, will you be the Samaritan who will return back to Jesus and thank him? When others don't come, you will come. May you be that Samaritan. Jesus said, where are the nine? And then I concluded that 90% of needy people are very ungrateful. When they are healed, they think about. So the other night, I can imagine them. When you say, hey, Charlie, it's a long time I touched my wife. I'm running home. <laughs> it's a long time. That's my bouquet. Long time. They forgot that somebody healed them. They forgot. They forgot to. I'm also, hey, Charlie, it's a long time I entered into my house. 
they forgot to go and thank Jesus. The year is coming to an end. Remember, be appreciative. There are some people you need to buy certain things for. Because of time last Sunday, I couldn't finish up. Let's look at a verse. I'll close right now. I don't want five minutes. First Samuel chapter 6, verse number. Let's do 17 and let me see. And these are the golden emeralds which the Philistine returned for. Move on. And the golden. Move on. And he smoothed the man. No, 2 Samuel chapter 6. Fast. And he dealt among all the people. Move on. And David returned to. Move on. This was where I was. David, no, move on. I've dealt with this one. And I will yet be. Move on. Therefore, the Lord. Move on. Eh? Go to verse 14. I will show you something. We'll go, don't worry. I want to show you a content of appreciation that gives it weight. A content of appreciation that gives it weight. And David danced before the Lord and with all his might. And David was gathered with a leaning effort. Move on. So David and all the house of Israel brought up the ark. Okay, move on. And as the ark of the Lord came into the city of David, Michael saw, Michael, uh, move on. And they brought in the ark. Aha. Aha. And they brought in the ark. So it was Second Samuel chapter 6, verse 17. And they brought in the ark of the Lord and set it in his place in the midst of the tabernacle that David had paid for it. And David offered burnt offerings and peace offerings before the Lord. So in the content of his appreciation, he sang, he shouted, he danced, and he gave an offering. Don't just call the person and say, thank you. Don't just use your words to thank God. Mano fafa. Hey, Praise and worship leaders. If you don't know, you leave that song here. <laughs> you can sing the first part and form the, but if you add the minishi, maybe you should do the share basket. And he offered burnt offering. A burnt offering is something that you don't remember. Hot. Those of you who give things to church and when you enter, you go and inspect. Have they cleaned the chair well? Because <laughs> you bought the chair for us. It's a burnt offering, please. <laughs> the next time you ask, we'll give you your thing. <laughs> a burnt offering, you don't see the thing. What? It's bent. So you gave us this. We put it in the fire of God. We have ashes. So you don't see this. That's why I hardly wear dresses that members give to me. So that when I'm, dre- when I'm preaching, oh, dress noise. I mean, I'm a tall man. <laughs> so most of you have given me dresses I don't wear. That is the reason. I go and dash it to another person. Yeah, I like cash. Instead of bringing dress, you bring cash. I'll be fine. <laughs> because dress, pa, I don't want you to sin. I'm delivering you from your sins. That is why I don't wear. Else, hey, every day when you come, you'll be smiling. You'll be tempted to tell somebody, I'm telling you. One day you'll be tempted. <laughs> so 
So, Charlie, you see the dress Papa is wearing? I bought it from London for a year. He wears it a lot. It's a burnt offering. It's ashes on me. And then a peace offering. So don't call people and say, oh, thank you. Thank you for the whole year. You have been a blessing. Please don't end it there. Carry something and go and give to them. I told you, don't forward those, those messages that will come. Happy New Year. Happy birth. Please, if you love your life, don't send me that message. Customize it and send to me. Don't just receive it and send. No. I'll block you. <laughs> no, it's fake. You don't mean it. It's hypocrisy. Somebody has sat somewhere producing cheap appreciation. That is what Ghanaians like. Cheap appreciation. So you work for 60 years in the government center. You are coming. They give you the freezer. What do you hear there? Sometimes television. Give it to you. 60 years. Yes. There's no end of service benefit to in public sector. No, it's neat. That's all. Don't care. They give you fridge and they think they've done something. I'm a district minister of health. Everybody, then they clap for you. <laughs> Useless. <laughs> we, that is why we are getting into certain important positions in society. We need to begin to change certain things. As a cocoa clinic, cocoa board, we run a PF system. We run an end of service, so your salary can be 2000 but you won't take 2000 You will take like 700 ganas. Salary. Because you bet it is a mutual fund investment, PF, end of service benefits. If you have done that. So by the time you finish, the money that will hit your account is small. But yearly, what you have been investing will be coming to you in sums. That you can use. And when you retire, they give you money. Snit will give you money. But a typical Ghanaian, we don't know how to appreciate. Don't go and give your mother cloth this Christmas. Cloth, you add money to sow. If you give cloth, add money. <laughs> Buy hamper. Fill it. Spend money. Don't go and give out. <laughs> I wish I knew your, your, your parents. This Christmas, I'm on you. I'll be asking you lie to me. Uh, Francis, what did you do for your man? Because uh, I bought a handbag. handbag. Please. Let's, it's a burnt offering. If you really appreciate people, let's do something for you. Even before we entered into October, ask Sammy, I have my burnt offering for my father. He's there. Dead today, today, today. If tomorrow is Christmas, I'm safe. Christmas and New Year. Pow. True people who appreciate give substance. Give substance. We are all here. If people appreciate you, you'll be happy. Some of your clients, when the, if if twenty fifth they come and pass. Hey, Ebefa, the the year you have been very good to us. This is a gift. A mobile phone, a, 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 an iPad, something. Oh, God bless you. Oh, 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 hey, oh, oh. No, Jew. <laughs> Ghanaians. As if they don't like. Oh, oh, hey. Oh, oh, oh. Take the thing and thank the person. Anybody that brings you a gift, take it and thank the person. Say, God bless you. Don't pretend like the police people. Oh, oh, hey. No, more Rise up on your feet. Because of time, let me just release you. <laughs> Lift your two hands and thank God for the word. I am the Samaritan leper. Lord, I remember all that you have done for me. Talk to God in three minutes. Metuna. Yeah, you know that. What I don't, I talk to God. Yes, you stone me, 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 
Just like the Samaritan leper. Oh, Namadonia, Woda, Namayania, Wopa, Evade, Matna, Wota, Namadonia, Woda. Amaya wope Irade Metna The Samaritan woman, the Samaritan man had not even thought about his family yet. He had not even thought about his personal life yet. All he was in what he intended to do was to go and thank God. Other things will come later. But for now, God, I am grateful. Lift your two hands, let's sing this song. Sing this song with meaning, please. Namadonia Woda Namayania Wope Irade Metna Namadonia Woda Tabadagada Bagazabagada Imalabala Babala Bagada 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 Ah, for the last time. Give the Lord a mighty clap, offering. Please take your seat.